You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. I'm Diana DiZoglio. I'm a state senator running to be your next state auditor to ensure working families just like ours have access to and accountability from our state leaders and our state agencies, regardless of our family background, our bank balance, or our zip code. I was born with a 17-year-old single mom. I grew up housing insecure. I waitressed and cleaned houses to become the first in my family to graduate. But friends, without the investments of others, I would not have had the opportunities that I did. So I know how important it is that investments made through your tax dollars are spent efficiently and effectively. Because every wasted dollar is another child's future opportunities that's put at risk. It's another family that goes without housing. It's another person that goes without access to health care. We have so many great opportunities here in the state of Massachusetts to help working families just like ours, but that's only going to be the case if we elect state leaders who are willing to stand up and speak truth to power up on Beacon Hill to make sure that our families are represented. Right now in Massachusetts, state government continues to be ranked by almost every good government group as the least transparent and the least accessible state government in the entire nation. We're not subject to public records laws. Taxpayer-funded non-disclosure agreements continue to silence government workers about abuse. And power is really centralized into the hands of a few. We have a lot of work to do to make sure the families in our communities have access to what's happening up in Beacon Hill so that they have a voice in the decision-making process on decisions that impact all of our daily lives. And my commitment to you is that as your next state auditor, I will be the people's auditor. I will be the state's chief accountability officer, the government watchdog, the one who stands up to and speaks truth to power regardless of party affiliation. I've spent the last 10 years going line by line in that state budget. I know where to start looking on day one, and I can't wait to get to work on your behalf, but I can't do that without you. So I respectfully ask for your vote on Tuesday, November 8th. Once again, my name's Diana DiZoglio. I hope to have your support for Auditor. And recently, as recent as a few days ago, earlier this week, the sheriff had released a video where he invokes uh, George Soros in the video, which as anybody who is paying attention to what's going on with anti-Semitism in the world, is basically a dog whistle, and it's an anti-Semitic comment because of George Soros being a rich uh, billionaire who also just happens to be Jewish. It goes back to the conspiracy theory that rich Jews are controlling the world. And so when my opponent, Hodgson, invoked that in his campaign video, the former head of the Anti-Defamation League, Andals, Andy Atsari, uh, blasted him for that. Both U.S. Senators from Massachusetts blasted him for that. Deb Goldberg, who is our state treasurer and also happens to be Jewish, she blasted him for his anti-Semitic comments. And his response was, well, how can I say something anti-Semitic when my parents are buried in Jerusalem? Which is absolute nonsense. A person can have a friend who are people of color and still be a racist you know so you know th this is somebody who is running our jail system and really if, if I can butt in sure. it, it's it kind of reminds me of this national kerfuffle about Kanye West right. obviously do you think that and I know this is more national uh, the Donald Trump presidency and all of this national news is kind of has bled into local politics absolutely Donald Trump made it popular to be crass Donald Trump made it popular for, to say things that would not have normally been said and that you would have previously gotten you know, unelected for. Donald Trump has basically gone to you know, uh, speak to a certain segment of society that is anti-Semitic, that doesn't care about you know, the, the cultural sensitivities that we have, and you know, makes no apology about it. And that's 
kind of trickle down to other federal politicians, state politicians, county in this case, and even local. So that that's absolutely, you know, the it's disappointing to see the level of anti-Semitism that we have right now uh, going on in the United States. Welcome to the show, Mike Crawford, Young Jerks with Lauren Pespiza. What's going on, Lauren? Hey, you know, once again, it's uh, almost election time, right? We're doing our pre pre-election special. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, and shout out to Rod for getting those videos uh, down in Fall River uh, yesterday. Uh, he was down there for a completely different event. Um, and then I happened to see on Twitter that, uh, you know, Paul and uh, Diana were down there and he like went right over. He's like, oh, I'm actually right there. And then he went over and got some good clips. So, so we're really excited that we got a, a big night and a big election coming up on Tuesday, locally, nationally. we got some candidates right now in the green room. We just want to say that uh, we did hear from Diana, uh, State Senator Diana DiZoglio. I'll probably read her statement. But unfortunately, she can't make it tonight. But she wanted us to play that video that she recorded with Rod for us. And uh, so we definitely were playing that. And we also played uh, Paul, who is running for Br Bristol County Sheriff. So we had uh, two candidates already on the show, especially uh with the help of rod weber and uh paul may be calling in a little bit later but right now we got two candidates let's let's bring up our first candidate i, I know who i want to go to right now uh it's the man of the hour he's with the aclu you know who he is right yeah i'm Art? really excited about this one let's just bring him right up right now wicked excited he's running for district attorney this is a big race like man like these are the races we love yeah contested elections that mean something there's a choice this time let's bring him up what's up sir what's going on mike hey lauren how you all doing we're loving this uh, can you say your name for us so we don't screw it up sure it's rasan hall the h is silent rasan hall it's yeah. a it's a great honor to have you here tonight it's great to it's an honor to be on i finally made it to the young jerks i've been striving for this for the last couple of years and, and brief correction i don't work for the aclu anymore i left back in december so that i could run for office that's right and you were at with the aclu you're no longer because you wanted to run for office and uh you you've got a great resume tell us more about yourself in this campaign sure so i'm a civil rights attorney uh, i'm also an ordained reverend but i also used to be a prosecutor i was a prosecutor in suffolk county uh for eight years handling gun, drug, gang, domestic violence, and homicide cases. And from all of those different perspectives, whether it was working side by side with law enforcement or working with the victims of police misconduct and brutality or ministering to families who have been on both sides of the criminal legal system, it gives me a unique perspective on what needs to change and what needs to be different um, in this system. And so because of that, I'm running on this platform of reclaiming the spirit of justice because for too long, there've been too many injustices in this system. People wanna take the mantle of being tough on crime or having a law and order approach. But you know, I'm reminded of uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King who say law and order exists to produce justice, but when they fail in that, they become dangerous dams that block the flow of social progress. And so that's what I'm really trying to do here is to make this system more fair, just, and equitable. Awesome, uh, Rasan, I'm so happy you're here tonight. Uh, Plymouth, Plymouth County definitely, I think, needs some change. Uh, to, what, what are people, what's the conversation that you're having with people in Plymouth County right now? 
Yeah, it's interesting. You know, part of the reason I ran, uh, in addition to wanting to bring about reform in the criminal legal system, was to really move, have a shift uh, in Plymouth County. Plymouth County had the second highest percentage of Trump voters uh, in the last election. And so for so long, there have been people who are progressive or progressive leaning who have either decided not to run or people who have encouraged not to run because they felt that they couldn't run and win. Uh, in Plymouth County. The demographics are tough. It's 86% white, 24% Democrat, 12% Republican, but the overwhelming majority are unenrolled who kind of lean um, more conservative or centrist. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to, to, to change here. Um, but as far as this platform, um, you know, people, some of the things that resonate with everyone across the political and ideological spectrum are the concerns around transparency and accountability. People want to know what's being said and done in their names and on their tax dollars. And that when the system fails or when an agency like the district attorney's office makes a mistake or does something wrong, that they're accountable to the community uh, to correct it. And the other thing is the opioid crisis. We know, we've learned from the failed war on drugs that we cannot prosecute our way out of substance use disorder and that it has left too many damaged communities and homes in its wake. And so as uh, as gripping as the opioid crisis has been, that it is no respecter of person or status, we need to be thoughtful and take a public health approach to dealing with substance use uh, disorder, to take a harm reduction uh, approach to dealing with these things. And that has been consistently receptive uh, across the board when I'm out knocking on the doors. And look, I've been certainly targeting the folks who are blue and left-leaning. Uh, those are our people. But I'm also coming across, you know, I've walked up on to knock on doors where there's like Blue Lives Matter flags hanging or the let's go Brandon bumper stickers in the driveway. And, and we've had reasonable conversations and, and people may not agree on everything that I stand for, but the principles uh, that I'm uh, campaigning on uh, seem to resonate with a lot of people. Transparency and, and like, especially district attorneys. I've called some district attorneys over the years for some of the stories I've covered. And that's the only office I ever felt scared actually scared of like a little bit scared yeah. the way that they were talking to me and the fact that i lived in that district uh yeah. that district attorney is no longer thank god but his new that you know this is up in essex county where i'm at now but uh mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's district attorneys need to be transparent and there's not enough of that so that's gotta be yeah that the people if they if you care about someone that's going to respond to the community Rasan Hall, that's your that's your choice right there. I I, yeah, I totally see that. Thank you. Yeah. And we're endorsing you, Lauren and I are. Yeah, both. we really, uh, really yes. wish Thank you were you also for running in Suffolk. You know, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, really. Uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, I really <laughs> hope is the change that they that you know you're gonna bring because uh, we kind of missed out on that in Suffolk this year. Yeah. So you know, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's I, pretty much all the DAs. It's same with Essex too. We were, we always Essex, had that guy yeah. James. He came really close. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it makes a huge difference. We saw it with Rachel. Um, yes, you know, absolutely. and it affected our lives personally uh quite a bit um so we're gonna you know hopefully uh things will change in plymouth especially with regards to how you know drug users are treated and all that stuff yeah absolutely absolutely i got another question for you a quick one because uh we do have some other folks waiting uh and I, we want to i know you're very busy with tuesday yeah. Very glad that you could be here. But we, we've been covering worker issues, especially in the cannabis space. A lot of mm, dangerous okay. situations. Uh, a worker died 27 years old. 
We've uncovered oh, wow. so much crazy stuff. Like we're pro cannabis. I was one of the yeah. people that pushed for these laws to get changed. And now I don't like how the workers are being treated. And there's right. a lot of risks inside the large cultivation, not the smaller guys, but the larger mm -hmm. places. People coming, young people coming down with COPD. They oh, like wow. we we had it over five years, a bunch of employees, dozens of them from different places, and they predicted someone would die, and then someone died. And it's just kind of like taken over our life recently. Um, would you look into investigating these places if you found like serious problems? Because we feel like DAs are not interested in looking into workplace uh, safety issues. Is that something you would ever look at? Yeah, I'm certainly open to it, uh, particularly if it, if the conduct raises to the level of criminal negligence. I think traditionally district attorneys are are limited in the scope and capacity. And so with all of the things, because every time a police officer makes an arrest or every time that there's a violent crime, it's the district attorney's office that has to deal with it. And so there's so much underbrush that's being dealt with that having the uh, the room to begin to do proactive investigations to things that are not within traditionally within the alley of what district attorneys do uh, sometimes doesn't happen. But to the extent that there are, you know, advocacy organizations that can help point the DA's office in the direction of some of that misconduct, you know, I think it's probably a little better suited for the attorney general's office because of the capacity and the expertise that they may have in that. But I'm certainly open uh, to it. And, and, and someone similarly, you know, like myself, was also uh, an advocate for cannabis legalization. And yeah, you were. With, with, you know, I, I think it's in, important, but we can't do it at the expense of, again, mo the most vulnerable people, right? And so workers, we need to make sure that they are protected and that, that they have good, safe, and healthy working conditions in workspace. So uh, that's important. Thank you so much. What can people do to help you in this last couple of days to get elected on Tuesday? Yeah, so the folks who live in Plymouth County, vote. <laughs> if you haven't already, cast your vote for Rasan Hall for Plymouth County District Attorney. If you know uh, people or have friends, family, and loved ones who live in the county, encourage them to get out and vote and encourage them to get their friends, neighbors, family, and loved ones to get out and vote. Uh, there's also opportunities tomorrow night. I, I've got my friend, uh, Patriots ca uh, Captain Devin McCourty coming yes. to do a GOTV rally. So we're gonna do some lit drop on Monday night to make sure everybody knows uh, to cast their vote for us. If folks wanna find out more, they can go to our website, hallforda.com. That's hall, H-A-L-L, -L, the number four da.com and you know we can still do some advertisement so if folks want to throw a little cash our way we can boost our ads on social media wow you said some good things i just yeah. want to make sure our audience gets that new england football player new england patriots devin mccourty endorsed you you're doing an event with him and you're pro cannabis you you were supporting cannabis we could have a da in plymouth county i want all of our cannabis people out there that sometimes they won't don't want to get into politics. You got right. someone who will be the district attorney that supported you before the law, law even changed. So right. you got an opportunity here, people. You got to vote for Rasan Hall, Plymouth County DA. Uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you also for the endorsement. That's huge. Oh, anytime. You, you got our endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for running exactly. and running uh, a great campaign. Thank you so much. You all have a great evening. You too. Rasan Hall for uh, Plymouth County DA. I hope everyone votes for you. And uh, we'll, we'll be crossing our fingers for Tuesday. We can't wait. Everyone get out and vote. Thank you, Rasan. You're welcome. Thank you.
Devin McCourty does a lot of good criminal justice reform. Yes, he does. We're the young jerks. And uh, Devin McCourty is a great guy. He does yeah. a lot of great work. And he wouldn't endorse Rasan Hall if Rasan wasn't the real deal. We got right, some other right. people. What do you want to do right now, Art? Do you want to go to like another guest right now? Who's wait? I mean, we got two. Do you see who's in the green room? Or do you I not? can't see who's in the green room right now. Oh, I can't okay. see anything. Oh, see, I, I always wondered about that. I I'm not been. logged in either. Maybe I was logged in last time. I feel like I could see before, but I don't. Okay. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't I, I've never. Yeah. We're, we're learning new things today. Let's bring up the next one. Then we got, uh, we, we played uh, to start off the show. We played Rod Weber a video that he got. He got a couple interviews for us, a couple little clips. One was with Diana DiZoglio, state senator. Uh, I'm going to say I'm voting for her. I don't know if we're endorsing. I want, I want to see where Lauren lies on this one. Because this is a contested race, and this other guy, I like him too. Yeah, and he's actually in the green room right now. He's the Republican. He's been endorsed by Charlie Baker. Let's bring him up. You want to bring yeah. him up? Let's bring sure. him up. Anthony, what's up, man? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hi, Lauren. Hey, Anthony Amori, who is uh, running for Massachusetts State Auditor. Uh, he's got the endorsement of the Republican Party. And he's got Charlie Baker's endorsement. And Governor he's come Baker. on the show every time we've invited yeah. him. He's got Governor yeah. Weld, Bill Weld's endorsement. He's yeah. he's got the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald. Wow. So what's up? What's going? I mean, what's going on, Anthony? How you well, doing? Well, like, thanks for having me. I got um. You're right. I have every every newspaper that did an endorsement this year has endorsed me, and it's not just um. You know, I, I know you mentioned the Herald and the Globe, but also Springfield Republican. And um, the very liberal Berkshire Eagle um, endorsed me as well. So it's the full spectrum of um, newspapers, at least in Massachusetts, have uh, have endorsed me. And you mentioned Governor uh, um, Governor Baker and Governor Weld and Governor Swift and Governor Sununu um, uh, backing my campaign. And I just hope that you know, maybe uh, your viewers and your listeners uh, take the time to read a couple of those endorsements and see why these papers have backed me in this race. Um, and that's the most I can ask for people is just to go into the voting booth educated. And I will say you've, you, you know where I stand. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're, we're friends. I don't know if we have our friendship because going to stand this. Cause you, I don't know if you'll forgive me if I don't vote for you. Oh my but, God. Um, <laughs> I mean, my God, of course we'd be friends if you don't all vote for all me. Right, right. All right. See, that's the kind of guy you are, but you, you basically have uh continue to try to work for our vote though. Even though like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm friends with Diana. I like her. I mean, and you're still like, you, you, you uh, put something out on Lorna McMurray. Which mm -hmm. is my big cause right now, and mm -hmm. I do appreciate that immensely. And, and oh. you were like the first statewide campaign to actually bring up Lorna's name in this election cycle. So I want people to be aware of that, and I give you great credit for that. And I want to thank you personally as a friend, uh, as a friend uh, to all the workers for just bringing that up in the campaign. Well, uh, you're welcome. But I should say back to you. I mean, nobody's worked harder to to advocate uh, on that issue to keep her name alive i've learned most of what i know about that story from you so um the feelings mutual thank you and lauren what, what how are you feeling about this I mean, it's uh, kind race of, it's kind of a you know it's it's i don't vote republican um generally but also i have seen anthony do the work for our vote like you said and hated by all the right people in a way it's almost like yeah you know what i'm gonna give you the antifa vote just to piss them off like <laughs> um but you know it's it's 
certainly uh, would be one of the one of if I may. I may still, I think there might be a workers party person running and I can get out of it by saying, I'm just going to vote for the third party, but um, I may. Uh, and it would be one of the, probably the first time I ever voted Republican. Well, wow. Lauren, I, I do want you to know that, um, did I spell my own name wrong there? Or did you guys do that? Did we uh, do it? Probably Mike. Oh, I did. Okay. See, I, I checked it double too. And I, of course I misspelled <laughs> Anthony. I always think I'm going to misspell the, uh, the last name and I this time That's I spelled okay. Anthony wrong. That's why my I'm mom wrong. spelled my name wrong on a birthday. How's case. that? Is that better? Is, is that right? Go. Awesome. We awesome. Thank you. Well, Lauren, you said I understand. I totally understand. You know, when you're running as a Republican in Massachusetts, you have to work really hard to win the votes of people who are not members of your party. Um, because 9.7% of the vote isn't going to do it for you. And as you have alluded to, there's a, a real substantial portion of my party that actively works against me. There, some of them are trying to get a writing candidate against me. Um, they, they were trying, they were plotting to block my nomination at the convention. Um, so I understand. I, I, I would say to you, my argument to you. I know Mike's mind is made up, and again, Mike, we're we're friends. Politics aren't part of that. It's fine. Um, but Lauren, I would say to you, um, who's still juggling with this thing. A couple of things and you're at the target audience right so uh, first i would say that i'm not running to go to beacon hill to be the republican auditor at all that would be um, completely contrary with everything i stand for the whole purpose of being auditor is to be impartial and be professional um, i won't even say who i'm backing in any of the races because the auditor has to be impartial because the auditor has to audit executive branch agencies, right? So, you know, um, I have mentioned that you know, Diana campaigns with um, Maura Healy and uh, she'd have to audit Maura Healy's operation. Um, I don't have any special interest money. I think it's a really important point too. You know, there, there have been ads for me posted by a, uh, a political action committee, which is a centrist political action committee that donates to Democrats and Republicans. I have no union money. I have no special interest money. And my opponent, um, for, uh, more than 43 cents of every dollar spent to elect her has come from the unions. I'm not an anti-union person, but you got to audit union employees too, right? So I can go there and say, I'm beholden to no one. And all of the the um, endorsements I just mentioned to you guys, it's, again, Governor Baker won't be there if I'm inaugurated in January, nor will Karen Polito. Obviously, uh, Bill Weld and Jane Swift and Chris Sununu have no sway over what I'd be doing. So I can be the truly independent person. I owe nobody on Beacon Hill. And um, the last point, the thing I pitched to you is the reason I got all these endorsements and they're bipartisan endorsements, mostly from liberal publications, aside from the Herald, is because I've been doing this sort of work for so long and I know how to do it and I know how to run an organization in I think Diane is a, a, a decent person too, Mike. I just would say, but she's never done anything resembling this job in any respect. And I think she, I said to her in our debate, if she was running for Congress, I think she would have a great resume for Congress. And her website reads like one. It's an agenda policy um, website, but that's not what the auditor does. And we need someone that can do the job. Oh my right. God, you're, you're almost winning me over, especially about the, <laughs> the, the, the part the part that I really liked was, the Mara Healy part, because you're right. She's going to get it. Mara Healy's going to win the governorship, right? 
Yeah. And then Diana, who's been can- campaigning with Mara, who's her friend, that, you know, that that is a compelling point. I will give you that, Anthony, big time. It's yeah, very and important. It, is, it is an auditor job. It's not like the most uh, exciting position. I mean, I don't even know why we have an election for it. I looked, you know, after after last time we talked, I'm like, why is this an elected position? Like, I don't, it, it seems like Who a point of thing. Well, yeah. many states, it is appointed in many states. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, Lauren. It is, yeah. in, it is. In, in Rhode Island, for instance, they have an auditor general who's yeah. appointed by the legislature. That's tricky too, right? Because right. the legislature spends the money. Right. And it's their programs, right? So the auditor has to have a vested interest in, I hate to say it this way, but making people look bad. Yeah. Right? If you're afraid to make people look bad because you're beholden to them because of endorsements or tons. And t- I mean, Diana has almost $800,000 spent on her by the unions. That that creates a conflict of interest. I'm sorry. It just does. And that pollutes our politics. And I don't have any of that hanging over me. I also would really like to see if we have to have Republicans winning in Massachusetts, I would really like to see a Republican that is not the craziest, <laughs> like to be like, oh, the non-crazy Republicans. Can yeah, win. you do have. Yeah, that that's all the Republican thing. Party you, back you, to like some kind of like, oh, we you, just don't like taxes, you know, like back to what it used to be. Lauren mentioned something, too. I want to just kind of drill down on it. It seems like like there's kind of a dirt bag left and right that hate you. <laughs> like, is that really kind of what we're seeing? Like, it's like I would never expect some of the people to be united in opposition to you. It's strange. It is strange. And, you know, um, I would I would uh, use a different term and I appreciate the term <laughs> used. Um, I would say it's the extremist on either end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably a better word. Extremist. Yeah, they're Thank really, you. Really strongly against me. And to the point where they're attacking me and my family and, um, you know, but it's politics and you have to take it if you put your hat in the arena. Uh, it shouldn't be easy. But it's the extremists. And I don't think the people of Massachusetts want extremists representing them. Or, you know, the, the auditor represents the taxpayer in a pure sense, in the, in, ter- in, in the sense that your boss as auditor is the taxpayer and the taxpayer alone. And most people don't understand that. You know, they'll say to you on the campaign trail, who does the auditor report to? And I always tell them the best boss, the most important boss, boss you, the taxpayer, the voter, you know, that you hire and fire. Um, and uh, that's who I, I'm interested in in serving, not extremists who have these really bizarre agendas. And um, you know, they and I would say it's probably the the, the Republican extremists that have attacked me um, the most viciously and the most personally and the most robustly. But um, I, again, I don't want the extremists to uh, to love me. They got really mad <laughs> that you just mentioned a tricorn hat. I oh, thought it was yeah. a good joke. It was like nothing compared to what we're like. We probably say about those guys. Like they got really upset that you came on Antifa radio and mentioned a tricorn <laughs> hat last time. Do you think they're going to court anything this time? Every time we, we, we get into it with these, uh, you know, I don't even want to say who they are. I think people know who they are. The clowns. Yeah. yeah. They're yep. still I out there. Yep. Yep. It, um, they were really upset with me. I got some, threats veiled and otherwise and of course insults uh, uh everything from my parents again to my family to you name it and um lauren you really ticked them off um, 
she did when she gets them going they really they really get mad about Laura. yeah well you know they're some of my best frenemies right my best enemy think, best but think about where we are enemies. right be, they, think about that it's like what did i do i spoke with you yeah well you know we had a conversation you asked me some questions i'm running for office i answered them yeah and for that you know you get menaced by people but again I'm with you. I'm with you. It's the people, you know, it's the enemies you keep, you know, judge me by the enemies I keep. I'm happy, happy to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am uh, also very uh, influenced by, you know, the enemy of my enemy too. Like, you know, and even, even uh, we, you know, another guest we're having on, they started tweeting going after because I suddenly mentioned some support of them. Like it's, you know, uh, hopefully it ends up being a good thing for everybody. Um, so, you know, if they can get, you know, I think it would be good to have, you know, a moderate Republican in a position where uh, you don't actually get have to do like Republican votes. You're not voting with the state house like That's on right. like bills that are being presented and you having to vote with the Republican wing. Um, so it's kind of safe, kind of a safe spot to have a Republican. Yeah. No. And it's a great check and balance. Right. Because yeah. checks and balances are really important. It's the perfect place to have someone that's not a member of the, the ruling party, uh, so to speak. Um, it's just a good, it's just a healthy thing for democracy to have someone, you know, one, I, I said this to you guys last time I was on one party state doesn't work anywhere, regardless of the party. It yeah. just doesn't work. And it's bad for, it's bad for the people of the state ultimately, because unchecked power is something that the, the people who designed our, our system of government warned against from day one, unchecked power is dangerous. And I think you guys would agree it's dangerous. And we, and you know, I can promise you not just that I would be an impartial uh, auditor and focused on professionalism, but second part of something I, I've been promising everyone I speak to, because I go on a lot of shows like this, um, is trying to talk directly to the people. You know, I will not be an auditor who just sends press releases to the Boston Globe. I will be on your show. I pledge this to Ron Bell on Boston Black Radio on Friday morning. He can count on me being there very often to talk about what his community cares about. And I'm going to do that, whether it's local uh, public access um, TV or uh, um, uh, local newspapers, you name it, uh, podcast, get the word out to people so they can be empowered by what I find as auditor. Thank you so much. That's Anthony Amori. He's running Sounds for Massachusetts State Senator. He's the GOP Republican. Yes, Republican on this show. That's how good he is. And we yeah. like him. And he <laughs> might win me over, Mr. Left Wing. Like, I'm like, I love Diana DiZoglio, but I, I like Anthony Mori. I really do. I, I'm like torn. I, I, you're start like, I don't know. I've been saying I'm going to vote for Diana. There's a reason I didn't endorse because I like you a lot, Anthony. I want to thank, thank you. you so much for calling in. Yep. Lauren Pespiza liked you as well. I think I'll, Lauren I'll and probably, I both, I'll probably vote. I'll probably vote for Anthony because I actually you. don't know Diana. So you got one yes, and one, one, <laughs> one, one jerk. Maybe I don't know. There's a chance you never know. Well, if she didn't come on the show today. Maybe. I know, and you'll come back. Thank you so much, Anthony. More guys, real quick. That's before I go. Tuesday's election day. You guys are my friends. On Wednesday, regardless of how you vote, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Anthony Amori, he's running for Massachusetts State Senator. We wish you the best of luck no matter what happens on Tuesday. Everyone get out and vote. You got a, you got a strong decision here in this election. Yeah, that's uh, one of the big races. That, yeah, uh, and we, like so we got strange. some other amazing campaigns here too in the green room, Lauren. Cool. 
the one that I know that you want to have, I think, come up next. Mm-hmm. He's another, uh, what is he running? He's running for Bristol Sheriff. County Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. Want to get him up right now and bring him up? Yeah. Let's bring, we, we got, this is pretty exciting today. We got a lot of, um, Laura Saylor too is also uh, waiting by. Oh, we got Jenny Armini too. I, I just hit her up. Okay. I meant to bring up the, the, uh, Bristol County Sheriff, but Jenny popped in and I, I hit the button. I'm sorry, uh, Bristol <laughs> County uh, Sheriff candidate. We're going to get you on as well. Uh, Jenny Armini just jumped the queue. <laughs> Hi, Jenny Armini. Hello, everyone. Oh, my Can God. I'm looking excited to have you on the show tonight. Well, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. You're about to be elected, I think. I don't even know. Is there any other candidate against you? No, thankfully. So you're 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 the state rep elect. You won the Democratic primary. That was a big race. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. It was a tough race. Great people running, but I won and I'm thrilled. I'm ready yes. to get to work. Oh, we're, we're working excited. You're going to be a, a great state rep up on the, on the North Shore, part of, a part of Lynn, Swampscott, and right. the town of Marblehead. Two, uh, three, two towns, one city. Um, Wicked excited, open seat. You won the Democratic primary. What are you what, what are you hoping to get done if you're elected? Well, first thing to get done is um, you know, I'm focused when you when you t- talk about our district, right? It is on the coast. So fighting climate change is job one because that's that is our whole world. Um, it is an incredibly beautiful district, as you know, but it has a lot of challenges because of climate change. And so we've got to get working on that. I mean, the state has, as you probably know, a great roadmap to get to net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. I think we can do it sooner, but I am going to dive in and get working on everything you need to do to get to that point. So that's job one. Um, otherwise, you know, Peabody is going to be waterfront property and we don't want that. So That's huge. Yeah. On the coast, it's definitely become an issue. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, local environmental issues too. Like even you mentioned Peabody with the, 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 uh, speaker plant there. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the waste too, in the, in the ocean over here, especially in the, the Lynn area there, there's a lot of, uh, Swamp Scott area, this discharge that comes in in the water, right? You're exactly right. So Kings Beach is the second dirtiest beach in the Commonwealth, and it is the only beach for a city of 100,000 people. This is an environmental justice issue, and we've got to clean that up. Lori Ehrlich, who had the seat before me, did a fantastic job. I am going to follow her lead and keep working on that. the town of the city of Lynn and the town of Swampscott, they've done a great job in they're coming up with solutions. So we're going to get to a consensus. We're going to figure out how to fund it and we're going to get going. Awesome. And um, we, we had run into each other recently while we were both walking dogs. We love our dogs. Yes. And we had talked quite a bit about uh, the worker issue where the worker who had passed away, Lorna McMurray. That's right. Is there anything that you think that could be done at the state house to kind of protect these big cannabis workers who are getting the COPD and having the respiratory issues and not the protection at work? I think we need regulations. 
you know, it, cannabis is, an, is a new industry, right? I mean, it's been around forever, but as an, as an industry, it's fairly new. And the state needs to look at it like an industry and regulate it because that woman's death was completely avoidable. And the other shocking thing is if you hadn't brought it to light, we wouldn't know about it. And, you know, we need to, we need to prevent that from ever, ever happening again. Um, and it can't just be because, you know, you're out there working this beat. It's, that's not fair to these workers. They need the protection. And the only thing, the only way to do that is through regulation. Thank you so much, Jenny. Uh, the, uh, Jenny Armini is running for state rep. She won the Democratic primary, highly contested six-person race. She was our pick. We, we were so excited. And Jenny. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. You. I have my sweater on, power to the polls. You see it? There you go. You guys? Uh, uh, yes. What, are, you, what okay. are your final words for us tonight with you know Tuesday being election day? Okay. We have an amazing slate of Democratic candidates. And... With all due respect to your last guest, Diana DiZaglio is kick butt. She, the, the Democratic Party is not monolithic, right? It is, it, there are many different flavors of Democrat. And I don't think this notion of one party rule is really what our state is about. We, the party represents all different views and wrestles with those views. And so I'm excited to have Diana. I'm excited to have more Healy and Kim Driscoll. You guys think about, we are gonna have all female constitutional officers except for one. Like we need to start celebrating this and talking about this. So please, I mean, get excited. And, and this is a big deal. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Jenny. And we love Di I love Diana DiZoglio. She helped us with a lot of things up in Haverhill and she's just very responsive. I, I like I like Anthony too, but I, I do. I agree. Diana DiZoglio. Yeah. And Thank all you, the Jenny. other and all the yeah. other candidates. All the other candidates too. It's gonna be exciting. It, it will is. be very exciting. It is. It's an it exciting election. Yeah. Well, if everyone votes, everyone has to vote though first before we vote. celebrate. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spending time with us again, Jenny Armini. I can't wait to see you with the dog. I can't wait to see your dog again. Wicked cute. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see you. Yep. That's Jenny Armini running for Massachusetts State Rep on the North Shore. We're going to bring up the uh, gentleman that's been waiting. Um, we sorry we made him wait. We're excited to bring him up. Do you want to make sure we bring him up right now? Yes, let's bring up Paul LaRue. I, I didn't know we were going to get him on. I'm so glad we did. Yes, he's I waiting. Saw, I saw... What? reporting on this race and I, I had missed a lot of it like in you know in the beginning i'm like wait who is this who is this guy he's this a mayor are you yeah. a mayor mayor of Adelbar? yeah right. and you know i knew about hodgson and i you know i remember reading he was the joe arpaio of bristol county the joe arpaio of massachusetts and you know um basically is how i read it and you know i remember all the crazy stuff he was doing oh somebody's running against this guy thank god so welcome yeah well thank you thanks for having me on you guys <laughs> So what what are some of the um I don't know everything about the Bristol prison system. Um full disclosure, I'm a formerly incarcerated person. Um I uh, graduated from MCI Framingham. Uh, um so uh you know that's 
I don't know if there's women's prisons in Bristol right now. Um, and I don't know what the population is and what can immediately be done. Obviously, I also am pro decarceration and stuff. I know that, you know, sheriffs generally, I don't like what they do anyway. Right. But, you know, I definitely don't like what that one does. So what are your plans for Bristol? Yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me on you guys. And, um, yeah, I, I am the mayor of Attleboro and I used to work in jail and I worked in prison before I got into politics, but I am somebody who uh, wants to run a more modern jail system, a lot more forward thinking jail system that isn't just warehousing people, but really wants to address the uh, substance abuse issues that people have, the mental health issues, because when you go to jail, you're either going to jail for a waiting trial which is more than 50% of the population is above, you know, just around 500 people and in, in Bristol County, or you're going to jail for sentence for a misdemeanor and misdemeanor is typically two and a half years less. There's some felonies that you'll find yourself in um, jail for. It's just like, you'll sometimes find yourself awaiting trial in, uh, in prison, but you know, generally you go to jail for a misdemeanor and you're waiting trial and you're um, you go to prison for a felony. So yeah, the, the current sheriff, I mean, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He's a sadist. Um, his most recent controversy, he's very controversial, a lot of them. Most recent was some anti-Semitic comments that he made. And he may not even realize what he was saying was anti-Semitic just because he surrounds himself. I'm not trying to apologize for him or anything. I'll let him do that on his own. But, you know, he surrounds himself with these right-wing hate groups uh, that the Anti-Defamation League has identified as white supremacist groups or the Southern Poverty Law Center. And so he's on the board of directors or board of advisors for several of these. And so he just, you know, when you when that's who you're surrounding yourself with, you're going to probably start to say things that they do. And so he put forward a video uh, thinking it was going to be a good thing, basically saying, oh, Paul Rowe is bash, you know, is backed by George Soros. And, you know, that's just kind of a dog whistle or code for rich world controlling Jew. And so he might not have realized it, but that's the kind of like rhetoric he surrounds himself with. So, you know, but yeah, he chain gangs when he first got there, sent more recently send inmates down to build a border wall. Ice um, detainees, he said, yeah, he wanted to send yeah. them down even like. Yeah. And he's been abusive, as, yeah. really abusive too, to the, to the uh, prisoners. But like this anti-Semitic thing, like that wasn't just he slipped up or it was 20 years ago this was a video that he put out so there was planning behind this and it's very timely i'm glad we, we played a clip that rod had recorded with you this uh i think yesterday yep. and it basically like you know rod i'm glad brought that up it's like the timeliness of it with the kanye west stuff and the Kyrie irving stuff it seems like it's it's like that's planned like, like i know you're being forgiving of him but to oh, me no. It I'm, seems like it was very planned. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being forgiving. I'm saying he, you know, he he surrounds himself with these hate groups, and he himself might not have even known. But it doesn't matter. He said it. He didn't apologize for it. He dug his heels in, and then he, you know, he he throws his family under the bus every time he gets himself into trouble. So when he was wearing a Confederate flag tie, he first that no, he really he did. He, you can you, it was a lot of uh, public like a lot of uh, articles on this. But he's wearing a Confederate flag tie, and he says, "No, I'm not. You know, I'm not a racist. I mean, I've got biracial grandkids." It's like okay, those biracial grandkids were not your choice, but wearing that tie is. And then he further went on to say, "Well, my wife bought me the tie." 
And so it's like, okay, well, your wife knows your heart better than anyone else. So she thought it was appropriate to give you this tie. And then when he got nailed for this anti-Semitic comment, uh, he then says, well, how can I say anti-Semitic comments? My parents live in Jerusalem. So he throws grandkids, his wife, his parents, kind of uses them as props, you know, to say, no, no, no. But meanwhile, he's on the board of advisors for FAIR, which the Southern Poverty Law Center said is a white supremacist hate group. And his the founder of FAIR said, white people are just better. That's our sheriff. That's our sheriff down here. This is crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, it's just doesn't I'm I'm sure your policy plans are great. Um. You could be a random person off the street and do a better job than him. Than Tom right? Hale did, like yeah. That. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, like, we would do a better job. Anyone would. You seem reasonable, but you know, and all that. But man, this guy has to go. Everybody yeah. down there, please vote. You have a sadist in charge of people's lives. They are under his control. They are stuck in a prison they didn't choose to be in or a jail they didn't choose to be in. Could just be, you know, they got a drug problem, whatever. You know, like it, they might not even be bad people, but he kind of is. Yeah, so like, he, he is exactly what you just said a moment ago, a sadist. You know, he really, yeah. he, he said, I'm going to make life miserable for you. If you don't like it, don't come back. And for the 80% of the population, the uh, inmate population in jail that has a substance abuse issue or mental health, that tough guy attitude doesn't work. It makes people worse off. So they probably like, shouldn't be there in the first place. If exactly. <laughs> be no, I, agree. I agree. So. You know, he spends a lot of his time focusing on like immigration and stuff. And that's fine. That's important. But leave it to the federal government. That's their job. If I get in, I'm going to run a jail. And then I'm also going to use my bully pulpit to focus on housing, health care and a job for inmates when they're coming out of jail. That way we can get them back on their feet. Those are the pillars of prisoner reentry, housing, health care, which includes substance abuse and mental health and a job or, or skills training. You know, so that's where my focus is going to be. It's really going to be making us a national model of uh, how to run a jail. And there's you know, not a lot of job training in jails. Oh, I know. Especially yeah, that's, that's like not a thing. Yeah, so. well, that, that's what you need to have so many. Yeah. These people coming out of jail, they need to have a stake in conformity. You know, they need to be able to support themselves. And so if you can give them some skills training and say, hey, look, this is what your interest is. This is what we're going to train you on. When you get back out into society, do this. You're not going to come back. You know, and that's, you know, it's a much better path than saying, hey, I'm going to make life miserable. You don't like it. Don't come back. Right. Right. How about like uh, like Amazon certificate courses, Google? You know what I mean? Like these companies are getting people certificates and getting good jobs now like can we bring those types of companies with certificate programs in there to get people you know doing those types of jobs that's going to be part of my uh, task is to create those relationships with the outside of the walls like outside of the jail and say okay uh we have a population we got 500 people here there's 500 people that are going to need a job when they get released because a lot of them are, have lost their job in the process of being incarcerated. The, the jobs are likely not waiting, but 500 people, we need to line them up with a job. So my job is going to be to help facilitate those relationships and get the training. It's not just like, here's a piece of paper, go call this person once you get out. That's not discharge planning. Discharge planning is when you actually have the relationship between the people who are locked up and the people on the outside and you have them start developing that relationship and you know doing the training and the expectations before they're released not here's a phone number call this person good luck that's not what i'm talking i'm talking about really getting people back on their feet really getting the outside ready to uh, take these folks back there is so much control that a sheriff has over whether you know uh outside 
say it, job training or helpers, even helpers, people from helping from the outside, whether it be, you know, uh, book club, whatever, Bible, Bible reading or AA meetings. They, uh, sheriffs are the ones who have complete control over who comes into the jail and uh, provides these kind of services. And generally, from what I've seen in my experience, um, and also from what I hear in Suffolk and everything, uh, it doesn't happen. Right. right. There's no, oh, the wonderful services jail provide. No, it doesn't. I want to change that. I really want to put, you know, make us a national model. Like I want other jails and prisons to say, look what they're doing over there. I want people to actually look at jail and say, oh my gosh, this is, it's a house of correction. They're actually correcting behavior. So we have a captive audience, literally, they're, they can't go anywhere. You know, and so I want to take these folks and for those who are willing to improve their lives, you can't force people into programming and stuff. And I get that, you know, but for people who do want to improve their lives, we're going to make it uh, available. You know, my opponent, he likes to say, oh, you know, it's it's going to be a country club under this guy. Oh, he, his supporters support defunding the police. And actually, I increased police training, um, the uh, police funding, and that by increasing, uh, like I tripled the police training budget. And it went to things like implicit bias, uh, duty to intervene. Think of like George Floyd, for example, uh, dealing with mental illness, de-escalation tactics. Those are the things I did with my police department. I'm going to do that with the you know, corrections officers as well, you know, really invest in them. But like I said, I want this to be a national model. And, you know, I might only be a sheriff for one maximum two terms. I won't go. I'm not going to be sheriff for life. I want to go in, reform the system, you know, and basically not worry about it's pretty nice that it's a six-year term. It's a lot of time to do a lot of good, but it's it's we're not running a country club. We're running a real house of correction, really getting people back on their feet. Got a choice. You could vote on Tuesday for something new, something much better. I've been disgusted by Tommy Hodgson. Yeah. I think a lot of people have in this state for a long time. You have an opportunity. You got a great campaign here. What are your final remarks for people to help you? What can people do on Tuesday? To help you out, Paul. You know, if people can go to my Facebook page and share the things that I've posted on my Facebook page to their Facebook page, tell people to get out and vote. That's really important. Um, dispel the no notions that I'm not qualified. That's one of the things Hodgson's like to attack me on. Oh, Paul's not qualified. I'm the mayor of a city. I have a $165 million budget. I worked in jail. I worked in prison. Masters in criminology. I'm qualified. You know, oh, he's, he's all about defunding the police. No, I tripled the police training budget created a cyber unit. We have police officers are going to be wearing body cams in um, Attleboro as soon as we wow. uh, finalize the, yeah, we've already purchased half a million dollars on body cams. Nice. They're just they're sitting there. That's just, ahead of the curve. Yeah. I mean, that's again, I mean, Boston took so long, a major he city. still don't turn them on half the time. Yeah, I don't see how he could say you're an experience when you're a mayor. I mean, that is just yeah. ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. He just makes stuff up. And the last thing I'd say is if you want to look at my record versus his record, he's a very controversial figure. He's always in the newspaper for something, you know, really ridiculous. You look at what I'm in the newspaper for. I, I, the Sun Chronicle said I was the greenest mayor in uh, city history. You know, we uh, built a $260 million high school on time and slightly under budget. Those are the things I'm in the newspaper for. He's in the newspaper for anti-Semitic remarks, for doubling down on a Confederate flag tie, for botching a federal contract, you know, losing his ICE contract because of mismanagement and abuse. He and I couldn't be more different, you know, and so I really just hope, um, you know, with your platform, you can tell people to, down in Bristol County, get it's going to be a close race. We've done the polling. Both of us are just under 50 percent. Um, you know, we're tied just under 50 percent. So it's going to be close. 
get everybody to get out and vote. It, this one really matters. Call your grandma in Bristol yeah. County. Call your cousins. Call your friends. Call and anybody so talking, that yeah. you know from high school yeah. that moved there. Just call your get everyone in Bristol to vote for Paul. So Bristol Rose. County, we're talking like New Bedford, Fall River, yeah. right? Right. Yep. yep. It's basically uh, let's go right across. We have um, North Attleboro, Mansfield, Easton, and then let's go south. You know, you've got uh, Taunton, Attleboro, Norton, uh, you know, a Cushnet. You've got uh, Raynham, uh, you know, uh, Somerset, Swansea, New Fall River. I'm not mentioning all of them, but then you have Westport, Dartmouth, um, Fall River, uh, Fairhaven. That's not all of them, but it's basically that kind of rectangle. Of, yeah. Area. Yeah. It's that whole People area. People got to vote. You got a choice. Someone who gets things done, who thinks about, you know, how do we make things better versus someone who's just a, just a joke, just a yeah, mean person, just oh, a mean, not educated. He, I guarantee Tommy Hodgson isn't reading all the books that you are, Paul. Yeah, eighty yeah, percent of those, eighty percent of them. <laughs> yeah, not all of them. I'm not gonna, you know, you know, inflate my own. Uh, it looks like you live in a library. Yeah, this is actually nice. my office, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's very cozy. I have a small house, less than twelve hundred square feet, and just to share it with me and a dog. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Mayor. And we wish you the best of luck on Tuesday. And I hope everyone, we like we endorse you. Lauren and I are 100% endorsing you and all of our friends too. They've got to vote for Paul for Bristol, Bristol County Sheriff on Tuesday. Thank you. And can I actually tell you, uh, so Lauren, that's actually my sister's name. Oh, nice. Yeah, my sister's name. So here's the funny story behind that. What we, my family didn't find this out for 20 years. But Lauren was one of the names of my dad's girlfriend right before uh, he met my mom. <laughs> so we named his daughter So my dad actually, you know, named one of my sisters after one of previous girlfriend prior to my mom. Anyway, I got to say, Lauren's tend to be pretty awesome. So my sister, yeah, she's really awesome. She, she's a pharmacist, great kid, and everything. But yeah, so my mom and dad didn't last very long. But you know, yeah, my dad named his one of his daughters after a previous girlfriend prior to my mom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning all kinds of things about candidates today thank you so much paul all right thanks yeah, thanks for having me on thank you uh running for bristol county sheriff we wish him the best of luck yeah that's uh, one of that's one of the ones i'm really hoping for that in rasan hall those those know, two right? like oh my god they'll change so many people's lives me too uh we're the young jerks we've got uh someone else who's been standing by the whole time yeah. she was the first one here I feel bad. You know who it is? The Workers' Party candidate. Is she still here? Yeah. Okay. What's up, bro? You want to bring her up? Okay. Let's bring her up. She's our friend, Laura Saylor. She's running for Massachusetts State Senate with the Workers' Party against an incumbent. Yes. It's going to be a tough campaign. Laura, how are you doing tonight? I am doing quite well. I'll be happy when Tuesday is done and over <laughs> with. And um, I, I was glad that Paul Hero was on tonight. Um. Paul, you a supporter? You're a supporter of his? No. Uh, You're not? I'm going to tell you why. Uh-oh. The work that I'm trying to do here in Mansfield, the problem-oriented policing, the community policing, yeah. we try, you know, assigning cops as social workers. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Guess where Mansfield got that from? Paul Hero. What do they you got, think about him versus Hodgson, though? Of course, of course, he's he's like <coughs> they're not even comparable, right? He's much right. better than Hodgson, but 
my point and the point of the Workers' Party in general is that, yes, someone like Paul Haro is a is a ginormous improvement over, you know, the the embarrassment with the Nazi, the Hodgson. That's that's absolutely correct. Paul is a good person. I think he's earnest and, um, you know, he's generally pretty honest. But he does believe that he did. He is into, you know, police doing the um, the job of a social worker. And it, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. Workers Party tends to be more on, in line with, uh, I guess, actually what I, you know, I, I agree with you on that. Um, you know, uh, I don't think that cops should be doing the jobs of the social worker. I don't think we should be giving them more money to not be racist. Right. Right. Like that should. Well, I mean, Let's think talk about your, you know what, though, I, I want to talk more about your campaign. Yeah. Tell us about what, why you're running and tell I us about your quickly and why people I should vote running. on you Tuesday. I, okay. I am running because I believe I'm a founder of the Workers' Party. I'm one of the three founders, founding members. And yes, we do have a candidate running for auditor, Nick. Um, but this whole issue of police problem-oriented policing, community policing, having cops do social work, having cops run mentorship programs like the Explorers. That didn't work well, well in Stoughton, did it? Tell us about that, because I don't think a lot everyone knows. I, oh I know, but... God. Oh, my God. The Sandra Birchmore story, the Sandra Birchmore case, where they basically, you know, assaulted this girl, passed her around to their friends. Um, and, the, and when we say a girl, a this, was a, this yeah. was a high school girl that they were supposed to mentor in the Explorer program. Yeah. And she was found dead um, at 23, pregnant with one of these cops' children. And it's just a big mess. And if you look at these mentorship programs, if you actually look, at what these things are. These things are hotbeds for abuse. They're they're like Petri dishes for that sort of thing. It's um, it's just something that police, you don't go into policing to be a social worker. You, you just don't. They're two different types of people. So that is mostly my reason for going in to run for office under the Workers' Party, aside from my wanting the success of the workers party so now this is this, a quick question so is this a situation you're a third so the workers party is a third party in massachusetts right we are a political designation, designation. If we, if, yeah if you get like, like a certain percent of the vote you get to be official party status right 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 and we think that a lot of people you know think the same things we do but people like us don't have representation in the government. We really don't. Um, you know, my opponent, Paul Feeney, he is a steadfast supporter of things like qualified immunity. He thinks police unions are vital to the labor movement. And we saw what they were doing to Cisco workers. You know, you're, if your union's going to strike and you're not the police union and your boss, the, the police are going to come inside with your boss right um that's our you know that's our having, ha having said that I, I noticed that a lot of unions do support paul feeney i know that because paul feeney is also 
he for also for many years he was he was um an employee of the union you know i mean he's um he supported the compressor station up in weymouth oh yeah um you know he's got terrible positions on the police um and he also was Bernie Sanders co-chair. I mean, Bernie Sanders chair for his campaign in 2016 for this New England. So um, when people really dig in and look and see what's going on in your local governments or in the governments immediately surrounding you, you realize that like, you know, maybe making the system a little bit kinder is just kicking the can down the road, which ultimately makes things worse. Mm, good point. It's, makes- it's very interesting. You brought up Paul Feeney, you know, he, Bernie uh, Sanders guy worked for Bernie Sanders, but then he supported the compressor plant, which is, doesn't seem very Bernie Sanders like, like um, that compressor plant. Even I think Governor Baker doesn't. Actually, the Governor Baker, Baker was the one who did support it. Oh, Everybody he did support else it. Okay. I mean, everyone uh, else. Everyone yeah, in the literally state, basically, else. except yeah, for Governor yeah. Baker, basically wanted that thing gone. It's like well, wicked it's just, dangerous. Like even me, like on the North Shore, way far away from that thing, I'm worried about it. It's scary. I, I can't I imagine because, living next to it. I think because his union um, yeah. had a lot of jobs tied up in that. I think that's what it, what it was. But Sometimes you got to put that stuff aside and say, all right, what's, what's, you know, what's, what's at risk here? What's, what's the thing, you know, can we get other union jobs or, you know, are we going to put this horrific, toxic, dangerous compressor station in this beautiful waterway? Right. And, and um, and close to people, a lot of people. Our auditor lives right across, lives right across the bridge from that. Yeah. You can see it. You can see the compressor station out his window. It's, it's a scary situation down there. Well, I want to thank you so much. What's your final words for why people should vote for you on Tuesday? People should vote for us. If, if, um, if you're looking at somebody like Paul Harrow and, and we don't have a candidate for sheriff, we wouldn't run a candidate for sheriff. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking at someone like Paul Harrow and you go, well, mm, you know, he's miles better. We have to do this because Hodgson is, is such such a monster, and it's true. Say, well, what party really represents what I believe? Like, um, you know, that cops shouldn't be social workers, that we have to revamp the entire system. Maybe we don't need a nicer prison. Maybe we need less. Right. <laughs> maybe that maybe cops doing mentorship programs with kids and teenagers and marginalized people is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't be spending money on that anymore. We can invest that in the community. Makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, if that's, if that's how you look at it, vote workers party, we've got myself in Bristol, Norfolk district. We've got Brandon Griffin who's running in Plymouth seventh. And I have high hopes for Brandon. I think Brandon might even pull it off because the Democrats didn't field anybody against um, Sullivan, his opponent. And Brandon already serves on the planning board in Whitman. You know, so um, he's got quite a bit of support. And then I hope Nick can pull it enough so that we get our percentage. Right. That is that is the thing that, uh, yeah, when it comes to the third 
political designations. It's something I learned in the pirate party. I, I forget exactly the percentage, but I mean, if I were in your district, I would vote for you based on the fact that you're a third party or designation alone, because I want to have diverse options yeah. in general. And I know that once you get to a certain amount of votes uh, and percentages of that, you can get like some public funding. You'll start to have right. automatic guaranteed space in, in compared to the Democrats and Republicans, you know, you, you, it, it ends up uh, causing a, a more like diverse playing field in the future to have right. uh, third parties get votes, whether or not you win. It really, it's, it's, it's more a matter of, do we want to have a two party system or can we try to diversify it? So I don't even know oh. if we have a two party system. At this yeah, point. I know. <laughs> yeah. Really, really don't. And um, yeah. like, I think that what Jenny was saying about, People always say, oh, you know, we have a we have a wide range of views in the Democratic Party. Well, that that's great for your workspace, or your neighborhood or your, you know, your community. When you're in a political party, political principles are more important than a big tent. Because if you don't have political principles, you run up against what you've got now, two parties that essentially support basically the same stuff with small differences. But, but I'm going to make the, the logical point here. The, the Big Ten is the only way that we can win against the insanity of someone like Tommy Hodgson and well, some of the select hate say, that's going on in this country. I am not disagreeing with you that like someone like Tommy Hodgson and Paul Harrow, there's a huge difference between the two of them. And we don't even have a candidate running for sheriff. I think when I was in the when I was in the Socialist Party, we did. But regardless, the point is, though, if you find yourself thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, Paul Hero, you know, he's really like his politics. I don't agree with them as far as a lot of these things. Some of them are OK. He's miles better than there's no not even a comparison. Say, God, I wish that there was some party that did believe that. And that's what we are. That's Thank you so have. much, Laura Saylor, for yep. coming on tonight. Uh, good luck on Tuesday. People could vote on you, uh, vote for you for Massachusetts State Senate. What's the district? Where are the towns? I am um, Bristol and Norfolk, and it's Mansfield, Norton, Attleboro, Canton, um, Foxborough, Sharon. And um, come on out and vote for me. Awesome. Well, good luck on Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you. We're the Young Jerks. Uh, we're taking candidate calls tonight. We took a number of them. Laura Pespiza, what do you think? Um, this, I mean, it's been a good show. I think, you know, I think it's a lot different than the primaries because there's only a few situations where we have much of a choice or where there's going to be that we don't know the outcome. Um, you know, I'm pretty, uh, Pretty. Ha I mean, in terms of who I can vote for that came on the show, I'm probably going to vote for everyone that came on the show. It's um, very interesting too, because like some of the close races we actually did feature tonight. Like, uh, I think uh, the you know the uh, DA race, yeah, in Plymouth County is going to be close. We had Rahan, Rasan, Rasan. Sorry, I said the name wrong. Oh man, Rasan Hall. I uh, definitely hope he wins. That yeah. should be a close race. And also uh, the Bristol County race seems pretty close too. We had a candidate there and we also the auditor race, the state auditor race. Those are the, like the hottest races and we had Anthony Mori and we also had uh, a little video clip that was exclusive for us from Diana DiZoglio and uh, Rod Weber.
That was awesome. And uh, she nailed that out first take. Just. Yeah. But there are other races too we want to talk about. Like, yeah. I want us to just say, um, number one, there's a congressional race on in the North Shore. Uh, Seth, the sitting congressman, Rep. Seth Moulton, uh, is being challenged by a far right extremist named Bob May. Uh, personally, I don't like this guy. He called the cops on me for a <laughs> one man right protest. There. So that that right there, yeah. He, he and he and he also uh, was not good to our friends up in Newburyport, River Run Gardens, right? Veteran owned micro cannabis grower who uh, had some issues with that guy. So you know, and you look at rep rep Seth Bolton. He's uh, supported cannabis. He's you know done a lot of pushback against the uh anti-semitism and the nazism that's been going on so i'm endorsing uh rep seth bolton i hope everyone votes for him up on the north shore for re-election over the extremist the guy who called the cops on me like a yeah, punk. seriously total punk yeah bob bay's a punk i'm just gonna yeah, say right seth bolton's not seth bolton's a good guy he's a, he's a guy who honorable guy i hope he wins yeah me too gosh yeah um there is also in the North Shore. Uh, I know we, you know, we talked about the uh, the race for first Essex um, a couple of times, and there, you know, that is that was a Republican. That's a Republican area, and uh, it was uh, what's his name, the guy who actually called Samson Charles Fitzwater. No, Fitzwater. Fitz, Fitzwater is yeah, the Republican. Um, we re really appreciate CJ uh, Fitzwater. Yeah, CJ Fitzwater. Really appreciate uh, him. Tell you know, giving Samson the business there. Um, there is a Democrat running in that district, though. There is. Yep. Uh, Don Shand and uh, probably agree with her more. You like, like Fitzwater? You kind of, I don't care. I mean, I'm not. Even I like, I mean, I race. would. Whoever I would, wins, wins. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that Fitzwater came on. He's a good guy. If he wins, yeah, he'll be happy. I kind of like her views better, but you yeah. know, I appreciate what he did. Right. You know, I'm glad he's the guy. <laughs> like right. it's, it's not as desperate as it could yeah. be. I like but, his fr his friends too are, are good people. I know a yeah. lot of them. So you know, whoever he's, wins that race, good luck. You know, either yeah, way. Yeah. I, if Fitzwater wins, I'm sure he'll come back on the show, which is cool. I like you know. Probably so, will. It is. It is. Yeah, definitely will. In Republican district. So. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um. So and you know, uh, but some of the other we we got like I mean, sure you have other campaigns you want to probably talk about or support tonight. Um, I'm just talking about the weird ones, you know, like, uh, cause the Good other question. ones, I mean, there's like, there's like Teresa English and bridge or Bill Ricca who's running as a Democrat and she's pretty good. Um, and that's kind of a weird area that's kind of shifting to the right. So I hope that a Democrat stays there. Um, it's, what's really scary about the whole, like, you know, I, like I, which shouldn't be a thing where you're like worried about Republicans winning, even if they're not crazy alt-right, but the thing is they end up being a block right? once they're in. And so it's like, you know, I just like it is in, in, in Congress. So I, I, I kind of want to have like, um, I feel like it's really important to go with Democrats this year. Well, I'm, you know, I, that's, that's the issue I have with Anthony you know? Maury. That's um, why I can't, it's really going to, at like least said, he doesn't I, have to vote with Anthony them. Anthony was but... starting to, you know, pull me in a little bit, but then Jenny got on and kind of reminded me again, I why I love number one, Di Diana DiZoglio. Yes. But again, it's this year is, it's really, I, I don't see how I can vote for a Republican. It's, you know, even though it's someone like Anthony, who's not a you know a, a total Trumper and all that yeah, other stuff, but it's I, really I'm going to justify it by saying he doesn't actually vote on bills. So right there He's you go. I mean, if any if if you vote for any Republican, I, I think Anthony would be the most acceptable, honestly, yeah. based on the 
on the office he's and, running for. And then but, we also want people to vote for the Stephen Lynch, who's a Democrat in District 8, who has been sitting there because Rob Burke, a big friend of Super Happy Fun America, we call him Burko. He calls me Smelly Girl um, whenever we run into him and he assaults Rod at these rallies. Uh, he's been running for that, uh, the, you know, District 8 uh, House of State House, Massachusetts House of Representatives, um, challenging Stephen Lynch. Uh, and oh god, we don't want him in there. I don't think Lynch is gonna lose that one. Lynch okay. is, a, <laughs> Lynch, is Lynch is a, an operator, he's got that union support, but yeah, we will we'll support Stephen Lynch in that. Race, yeah, I think like, it's like yeah, a lot of times I did not support Stephen. Lynch I know, races, I know, it's, so like, it's kind of funny, but we'll support him. And he is a good union guy, and I guarantee you he will beat Burko. Thank god, these are the but, votes we make to not to make sure the other guy doesn't have it. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you got two, you got. You got someone worse. We're voting for Lynch. Yeah, we're we're, we're supporting of, Lynch. This is a lot different than a couple months ago, you know, when it's right. like, oh, we have a good choice and a better choice. Now it's like right. we got a good choice and a bad choice. So. Let's talk about these uh, ballot questions. There's been oh, yeah. uh, a lot of debate about these. I tried to get a couple campaigns on, but I, heard, I didn't hear from them. But I mean, they're, I, I'm basically probably going to vote for yes on all of them, except maybe the alcohol beer one. I don't know how to vote on that one. I may just leave it blank. Um, but I might even vote yes on that. But I'm definitely voting yes. Yeah. On the fair share. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Definitely yes. Um, that's a no-brainer. Unless tax the millionaire. That's for a millionaire. It's a no-brainer. Yep. And it's like forty grand. If if someone that makes a million dollars and people are like, if I sell my house for a million dollars, I'm going to get taxed. I don't think that's true. Yeah. If you bought the house for a half a million and you sell it for a million. Guess what? You only made a half a million. You're not getting the tax. You have to make a full million dollars from my understanding. And also these are really good problems to have. And if you make a million dollars on a house, full profit, 40 grand is nothing. Yeah. Come on. Nice nice problem to cry about. Right. Give me a break. Like paved roads and like, you know, nice things. Bridges are falling down in the state. Our transportation system is a mess. The MBTA, we need, we need some state revenue. I'm, I'm voting for it. Yep. safe driving give people licenses that want licenses that are driving yeah. right now i mean that just health i mean they're talking about safety already passed yeah you know like and they're just trying to take it back you know that's what this question is i mean vote vote yes to make sure it's state you know we want we want to have a system where everybody is accounted for on the and road insured on get the road insured and, and everything it's gonna it's gonna bring them more revenue this this would make everyone follow the same rules as the rest of us who have insurance and a license you know if yeah. you can't get license or insurance guess what the police have to let you go basically is how it works right now so if you want people to be licensed and insured and you know if they get in a car accident with you that they have insurance this is it like vote yes on safe driving it's pretty yeah. you know it's pretty important. And then uh, I'm voting yes on two because, I mean, honestly. What um, is two? Which one is that one? Is that the liquor store or the dentist one? Oh, the dentist. Uh, whatever the dentist one is, I'm voting yes on as well. Yeah. The insurance. It's a, a lot of these are going to be worded really weird, too. Like when I read over it, they're like, <laughs> the wording is really weird. But, um, yeah, sure. Dentist, insurance. Sounds good. And then the third one is the the liquor license. The liquor yeah. one, right? Yeah. Probably voting yes. Mostly because I I have friends at the stores in my neighborhood that I go to to get smokes and everything, and they have signs to say "vote yes" on the door. Sounds all right. Yes, not going to affect my life that much. Um, But yes on one and four is the most important. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, someone posted a comment here. Rob Burke was a full member of Super, Super right. Happy Fun America. Right, right. He's the one running against Lynch. Oh, man. And then we got people saying Massachusetts is not a real state. What the hell does that even mean? I don't know. These right-wing trolls are, like, so, like, how about a, an actual, like, something that is an actual statement that we can even understand what the hell you're trying to say, moron? <laughs> I just, some of these people, I don't know. What is that? I, I it's just not a real state. It is a real state. It, it is, Massachusetts is a state. I mean, that's. It's actually a commonwealth. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, come on. I know. It's the I, same thing. I know. Oh, I'm I just, know. I'm frustrated. It's like ridiculous state. I feel like, I feel like every lately, you know, every week before election, I get so much hate on Twitter. For everything I say. Like, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm out of the woodwork. <laughs> so yes. it'll be nice when that's over. If, if the hate goes away, we'll see though. You know, we shall see. Yeah. Twitter's pretty crazy right now. What do you have any final campaigns or words you want to talk about in this campaign season? Not vote with your heart. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you vote. It, it, you know, even if you're an anarchist, just do it. Okay. It matters. Do it for me. Yeah, I think people don't need... over me, but do it for me, please. If you, especially if you live in Bristol or in Plymouth and you care about criminal justice reform, if you have criminals in your family, you know, <laughs> just do it. It's going to help so many people. So. Yeah, I think everyone should vote, you know, and I think there's a lot to vote on, both locally and yeah, nationally. Whether you, you know, yeah. protecting Social Security, that is an issue right now. It's, it's, that's what, you know, they said that they weren't going to, um, cancel Roe versus Wade. We know that they intend to, and they already have yeah. started to dismantle that. They did dismantle it, but you know, they want to take that 50 States and they want to cancel social security and Medicare. There's no question about it. And yeah, if you're voting for Republicans, you're voting for that. I just want to make sure people know that, especially on the federal level, one. you're, you're voting for them to take away people's economic benefits. Yeah. So that's an issue. Democracy and itself is at risk here. Um, I think there's a lot of good reasons to vote. And I think there's a lot of good campaigns. Like Jenny said tonight, it's going to be amazing to see, you know, so many women winning political power to see nice. what kind of changes they make. And maybe someone like Paul, who who is, you know, solutions based. He's not someone with an agenda, an extremist ideologue. He wants to actually come up with the best solution to help people reform. I mean, that's what you should want if you're a, a warden, you know or a, uh, a sheriff, as we call him here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's like the most feasible next step, you know, like, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a good step forward. And I mean, I'm also really interested to see how the national campaigns come out personally. I'm like, what's me like, too. I can thing and the, yeah. you know, down in Texas, just there's different, I'm going to be watching that on Tuesday too, <laughs> just as much as Massachusetts. So we'll see. Cause that is, really going to affect things. So. And we just opened up the phone lines too. If anyone wants to call in and talk to Lauren, I know uh, some of the fash Are they gonna call? really have crushes on them. Maybe, maybe, you know, you want to take a chance and try to get through the line and, you know, be a, be a stupid Nazi before we hang up on you. <laughs> I'm always worried about that. It's going to be her like, calling with like a German accent. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just a mess of things. <laughs> we don't, we don't censor anyone on those phone calls. We don't screen at all. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Like, I don't even like worry about it, but now I start to worry, like, you know, what, uh, what are these real Nazis calling? <laughs> you know, they, they, 
the real like NSC hasn't called any of any shows. Yeah, they're wimps. Nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. I mean, I got the button. I could I could take care of yeah. it. Believe me. <laughs> keep on the line for thirty seconds so we can trace it. Yeah, and then I'll have your phone number. Thing? I don't know. Yeah, and then I'll have their phone number. So yeah, that'd be exactly. nice. Yeah, they can call us nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. If you got a question or comment tonight, or campaign you like, you're supporting. Maybe you're a you candidate, wanna... and we didn't get to you. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much got everyone in. I don't yeah. think we. Um. Yeah, we got we got some other comments coming in, but nothing really I want to put up. You know. Just we got a lot of Don like, Hackett giving love and support from earlier, which we yeah, and people are talking about like revoking licenses, which really didn't come up tonight. So I think people get caught up in their own, their own little issues, which is fine. Honestly, but, that is a big issue, though. So it is right. You gotta stay. Like you want to? I'll post a comment. Here's one. He, uh, this Facebook user writes: How can Massachusetts re uh, justify revoking licenses based on the laws of other states, especially when you haven't been proven to have violated a law in another state? only accused of it what if you did violate what if you proven i i they see i don't have a problem with that if you vi if you've been proven to violate but they vote i see what you're saying if you're arrested you for something so then you yeah. have it indefinitely revoked until you go to trial but that's what they do in massachusetts if you're arrested right now too so yeah yeah i mean they do it in other states too and actually you i'm caught on that because you know lauren part of me agrees with you like in terms of like you shouldn't get penalized before you're actually convicted but in cases where people are like habitual drunk drivers well, who, who are alcoholics who won't stop drinking, like, what do you do? I mean, you're going to just let them just drive that, home, waste like, it again? It's not just that. It might not be a drunk driving charge that they do that for. It could be, an, you know, it could be like your insurance lapsed or whatever. Or you have like, well, you got that, that's where I think that's, that's where yeah. I think maybe they should be a you little more circumspect on how they do that. You know what I yeah, mean? I think. I think there's a middle ground between you yeah. know between what what exists and what you're suggesting. Yeah. Someone wrote innocent until proven guilty. I agree, but at a certain point, we also have to protect the public. Well, like you I, know, I feel like people need to be protected from people who can't stop drinking. You like, catch you know? a, if you catch a charge in Maine, for instance, you are right. not guaranteed the right to a speedy trial. So you can have a trial for something you haven't yet. You're going to be found innocent of that. You cannot get your license back. Right. For years and years and years, because there's no court date, because yeah. they don't have speedy trials there. So now you're just lingering on, and you know you would have been innocent in Massachusetts two years ago, because they have the court dates, you know, like scheduled at a reasonable time. But since it's in Maine, you can't. You have a new or friend of mine. Someone wrote the process <laughs> is the punishment. In that yeah, it really so is. Often. It is. We're we're yeah. definitely not disagreeing on that. We got it. You know, we got to have some speedy trials. Okay. Yep. I, I think there's two sides to a lot of this stuff, which yeah. which I like that we can discuss and we have these conversations. I want to thank I don't everyone. Think people for... should be driving drunk either. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, no, no, definitely not. not. Too many people have died. Yeah. I, I My big thing, too, is even beyond drunk driving, speed. People drive way too fast. Yeah. Way too fast. And I, actually, I used to be one of those kids that would drive too fast, so some places like it's 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 like this it's the norm but then it's like even on my street where i live it's like they come flying around the corner i've seen porches driven into on my street like right. twice since i moved there like just driving it, into the porch like people it, out of control so exactly well, we're the young jerks i want to thank lauren Pespiza for being here tonight yeah it's fun we should do this every election we will i think we should. <laughs> and we had uh some great calls today we had paul haro uh mayor paul haro of attleboro 
mm-hmm. who's running for Bristol County Sheriff. He called in. I uh, hope people vote for him, support him, spread the word. Ask your friends at Attleboro and all those other towns that he mentioned to vote for him. Fall River, New Bedford. We want you to vote for him. Please vote yeah. for him. Uh, we also had um, Rasan Hall. Thank you. Yes. For I DA. We like him. I like him. He's on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Support his campaign. Vote for him in Plymouth County District Attorney. He would be a welcome relief. I wish he was running in every every district for DA. I wish we could like just clone him and put him running for seriously. I was excited he picked Plymouth County too because it was like, you know what? He could have run in Boston. I'm sure where it would have been maybe a little easier for him. There was somebody else running in Boston at the time. I know at the time, but. You know, he he picked a place that's not easy to win, and no, he's given a, a good shot, and he could win. So, people, you know, I, I get so sick of people when they say there's no one to vote for, there's there's nothing to vote for. No, you you have candidates, you have to go out and vote for them. People need to vote on Tuesday. These are the ones that matter. Yeah, these local ones. So. I want to thank Laura Sala from the Workers Party, running for Massachusetts State Senate, for calling in, and our friend Anthony Amori running for uh, Massachusetts state auditor, the Republican nominee. And I call her Massachusetts state elect state rep elect now, even though she's not officially earned that title, but after Tuesday, she will be. Yeah. She's got, she, she won the open uh, seat primary and the democratic party. She has no opponents. Uh, She's going to win. She's the next state rep up on the North shore. Jenny Armini for calling in and giving us a great, uh, answer too about uh lorna mcmurray that was nice to hear we had a couple people speaking about her tonight didn't we anthony did jenny did did anyone else i think it was i think that was pretty much it yeah but i mean that's like a huge issue that you know has been you thanks to you blowing up you know and it gets worse and worse when you find out more though you know i know we're more more heartbreaking yeah it makes me angry. You know, every, every, every new tweet I read where you get new, you, you know, new information or new. And there's so much more information we're going to be uh, sharing and revealing. Oh, we're still God. trying to figure out how we uh, package it all, but there's so much more coming on that. It may be a long-term me. story uh, yeah. uh, with a long-term arc. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm starting to cough up tonight. Yeah. But I, I want to thank everyone. Lawrence Pespiza, I want to thank everyone for watching and, and supporting the show. Oh, and thank Rod for grabbing some guests when yes. randomly when I said he was. And Diana Desoglio. Yeah. Should I read her? She texted us earlier. I should I probably read this. Oh, okay. I'll just quickly give her a there we go. Maybe she'll uh, like she said, Mike, time. hey, it's it's uh Diana Desoglio. Instead of saying senator, she doesn't use that term. She says Diana, which is cool. Hey, I'm so sorry to have to bail for tonight, but I was cutting it close. Uh, it seems like I'm going to be tied up at an event. Um, I did a video yesterday, thankfully, and he was great. She's talking about your husband. Oh, that's good. And uh, so she wanted us to play that video. So we did. And uh, Diana Desogli was on the show and she's uh, sorry she couldn't make it tonight. I think I think she did very well in front of the battleships, the bridge. Yes. Let's close with that video. Yeah. You okay. want to close with that video tonight? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. It's a good video. It's a good video. Anything else you want to add or? Followed you on Twitter still. Yep, I'm still Spoon, on, I'm still Mastodon, on Twitter. I'm Splendid Spoon. I, I grabbed I grabbed Splendid Spoon on Mastodon too. Don't know how to use it yet, but I'm there. Um, uh, you know the same old social medias. Maybe I'll have to make a TikTok or something if everyone leaves Twitter. I don't know what the kids are doing these days, but I'm um, still on Twitter for now. 
And it's at Rod Weber. We want to thank your husband, Rod Weber, for getting this video that we're going to play from both of these candidates. Yes, he did a very good job. And did we miss anyone tonight? Did did I miss any candidates that called in? Because we had quite a few. I want to make sure. We got Anthony Amore, Jenny Armini, Laura Sala, Rasan Hall, and Paul Haru, right? The, the, The mayor. So how many is that? It's one, two, three, four. We had five. That's pretty good. We didn't, we didn't break any records, but that was that's a pretty good to have yeah. five campaigns calling. That was that's a pretty good haul. Yeah. And some good candidates. So I again people gotta vote on Tuesday. You can't complain if you don't vote. I do it. I do it before work, early, first of the polls. I can't wait. I did it in the rain too last time. <laughs> there you go. You gotta do it. You gotta do it, people. Everyone, no matter where you live, go out and vote. It's make fun. a plan, get educated, know who you're gonna vote for. Thank you so much, Lauren. We're the Young Jerks. We'll see everyone next time. We're going to play the video to the, to end the show here. Uh, we, we got uh, State Senator Diana DiZoglio, who's running for auditor, and Mayor of Attleboro, who's running uh, for Bristol County Sheriff. Diana DiZoglio, I'm a state senator running to be your next state auditor to ensure working families just like ours have access to and accountability from our state leaders. And our state agencies, regardless of our family background, our bank balance, or zip code. I was born with a 17-year-old single mom. I grew up housing insecure. I waitressed and cleaned houses to become the first in my family to graduate. But friends, without the investments of others, I would not have had the opportunities that I did. So I know how important it is that investments made through your tax dollars are spent efficiently and effectively. Because every wasted dollar is another child's future opportunities that's put at risk. It's another family that goes without housing. It's another person that goes without access to health care. We have so many great opportunities here in the state of Massachusetts to help working families just like ours, but that's only going to be the case if we elect state leaders who are willing to stand up and speak truth to power up on Beacon Hill to make sure that our families are represented. Right now in Massachusetts, state government continues to be ranked by almost every good government group as the least transparent and the least accessible state government in the entire nation. We're not subject to public records laws. Taxpayer-funded non-disclosure agreements continue to silence government workers about abuse. And power is really centralized into the hands of a few. We have a lot of work to do to make sure that families in our communities have access to what's happening up in Beacon Hill so that they have a voice in the decision-making process on decisions that impact all of our daily lives. And my commitment to you is that as your next state auditor, I will be the people's auditor. I will be the state's chief accountability officer, the government watchdog, the one who stands up to and speaks truth to power regardless of party affiliation. I've spent the last 10 years going line by line in that state budget. I know where to start looking on day one, and I can't wait to get to work on your behalf, but I can't do that without you, so I respectfully ask for your vote on Tuesday, November 8th. Once again, my name's Diana DiZoglio. I hope to have your support for Auditor. And recently, as recent as a few days ago, earlier this week, the sheriff had released a video where he invokes uh, George Soros in the video, which as anybody who is paying attention to what's going on with anti-Semitism in the world, is basically a dog whistle, and it's an anti-Semitic comment because of George Soros being a rich uh, billionaire who also just happens to be Jewish. It goes back to the conspiracy theory that rich Jews are controlling the world. And so when my opponent, Hodgson, invoked that in his campaign video, the former head of the Anti-Defamation League, Andy Atsari, uh, blasted him for that. Both U.S. Senators from Massachusetts blasted him for that. Deb Goldberg, who is our state treasurer and also happens to be Jewish, she blasted him for his anti-Semitic comments. In his response, 
was, well, how can I say something anti-Semitic when my parents are buried in Jerusalem? Which is absolute nonsense. A person can have a, a friend who are people of color and still be a racist. You know, so, you know, th this is somebody who is running our jail system. And really, if, if I can butt in, sure. it, it's, it kind of reminds me of this national kerfuffle about Kanye West, right. obviously. Do you think that, and I know this is more national, uh, the Donald Trump presidency and all of this national news has kind of has bled into local politics? Absolutely. Donald Trump made it popular to be crass. Donald Trump made it popular to say things that would not have normally been said and that you would have previously gotten you know, unelected for. Donald Trump has basically gone to you know, uh, speak to a certain segment of society that is anti-Semitic, that doesn't care about you know, the, the cultural sensitivities that we have and you know, makes no apology about it. And that's kind of trickled down to other federal politicians, state politicians, county in this case, and even local. So that that's absolutely, you know, the it's disappointing to see the level of anti-Semitism that we have right now uh, going on in the United States.